Mafia. Welcome back to another episode of Gracefully Evolving, where I am your host, Khadijah D. Cook. And you know, for the month of June, we have Miss Paris Blackwell here to help us through this month. Hello, hello Paris. Hello, hello, everyone. I'm so bad. glad to be back. Um, thank you again for having me for another episode. Of course. Um, We're going to really get into it today with something a, a little less, um, I guess, harsh mm-hmm. something to bring some some smiles and stuff like that on people's faces today i'm here for it all right so today i wanted to talk about black love yes i'm talking about the martin and gina <laughs> the barack and michelle you know uh, the coretta and m and what, what his name malcolm no i'm tripping no I'm, that's martin martin that's martin right <laughs> Get Martin his woman back. Uh, listen, but I'm just saying, when you think of black love, you just think of like certain staple people and you think of certain things. You know, you think about two black people being in love. Mm-hmm. I mean, or you can think about something like love and hip hop. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got to be real. We in 2022. We got a lot of young <laughs> folks out here. They may not even know what black love means. So they may really think, you know, love and hip hop is what black love is. Right. But, you know, that's what we're going to talk about today. And, you know, does it actually even exist? in 2022 i like to think that it exists because when i think of black love in 2022 i think about my parents um they just they work so well together like my daddy is crazy as hell um my mama i think she loose as a screw too but (laughs) they they work well together and i'm just like y'all been doing this for all these years um i'm 28 and this year would be their 28th wedding anniversary. Okay. So I like to think that I had something to do with that. Yeah, yeah you know? that's dope, though. Yes, it had something to do with that. But that's, that's what I think about when I think about black love. And like you mentioned, some of the like black figures that we know well around the world, like that is a good definition of, of black love. You know, exactly. I, that's what I think. And, you know, I actually came from, from a household, you know, the same way. My mm-hmm. mom and dad was together up until my mom died in 2012. Mm-hmm. So it, I've only ever saw a very healthy black relationship mm-hmm. growing up, you know, with a mom off working, dad working, and them being, uh, you know, a neutral family. Like, mm-hmm. I loved it. But, you know, I got to be real it was weird because, you know, when I would go to school, it wasn't like that. Right. So many people were, you know, in a two-parent, you know, type of household where, you know, they had to go to their mama's house, mm-hmm. then they had to go to their daddy's house. They had a stepmom or a stepdad or whatever it was. They mm-hmm. lived with their grandma, you know, their grandparents. And it just was always such a taboo topic to say, oh, no, nah, me... I don't have that problem. Yeah, like no. my mom and daddy live together. They had the house together. They married, like right. by law, like with a marriage certificate and everything. Right. You know, people <laughs> would look at me like, "What? Exactly? You don't have a stepdad or a stepmom? Like, no, no. I don't." But that was just how it was. You got to think like my parents are actually a little older than most of the parents that you know were of my classmates and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. My mom was born in like fifty seven. Mm-hmm. My dad was born in sixty one. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be real. That that's peak civil rights and you know yeah. and the Jim Crow. It's a different era. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they grand they mamas and grandmas and stuff literally were going through these things. Like I vividly remember my mom saying to me how her grandmother and her great grandmother 
grandmother worked on plantations and they were sharecroppers and they wow. did the whole, you know, having to do fight for the 40 acres and a mule thing. Like that was a real thing for my parents. Mm -hmm. So, you know, growing up, it just was different to hear, you know, nah, my mom and daddy ain't together. They never was together or they never got married or anything like that. It right. was so weird for me. So that's why I say, you know, in 2022, does it even exist when you think about it? I like to I like to say that it does as well. You know, like most, I think of the two people who identify as black mm -hmm. committing to each other. But more importantly, I think of like four things. Um, I think of overcoming and victory. Mm -hmm. um, I think of learning opportunities. Um, I think of something not the standard, so pretty taboo. And I think of something that's unconditional. Um, so basically, you know, let's take it back. So we always got to think about where we come from when it comes to certain things. Mm -hmm. So we all know back in the day, you know, enslaved blacks were not legally allowed to marry each other prior to like the civil war and you know all that good stuff and the civil rights right so this is where you know jumping the broom came from the yearning and longing for kinship and family if it was such a big deal you know it's like how how do we get to this place where black families are broken you know we have a lot of times little kids saying stuff to our black babies like, you, do you even know who your dad is? You know, disrespectful, disrespectful things, but that's just a stigma. Mm -hmm. But like, where did that come from? You got to think about it and you got to really take it there. This was a way for, you know, white people at the time to control mm -hmm. black people. You got to think about it. You know, once Jim Crow came into play, once they couldn't have their slaves no more, civil rights. It was it was a tussle. So they had to think of ways to keep the control, mm -hmm. keep black people from understanding their role in society. Mm -hmm. So that's that's one way that they did that by creating this this idea that black people do not do families like they're that's just not their thing. But where did that come from? You got to think about it. They were selling our families. They were breeding family, interbreeding yeah. families. They were butt breaking our black men in front of our women, mm -hmm. making those those gender roles reverse to where the masculine um, type of things had to be with the woman. They had to be the head of the household because the daddy was getting sold off or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Those things really did create a generational, you know, timeline of fucked up. You yeah. know what I mean, just to put it <laughs> quite no real, <laughs> you know, you got to think about it. We in 2022. And like I said, most people don't even think about black families being together under one household. Mm -hmm. But we didn't just come out one day and say we don't want to be together. This was something that was indoctrinated into years of pain and mm. suffering, you know. So you got to think about it like that's a little it's a little deeper than just saying, oh, we in 2022, uh, people just don't want to get married. And that's just nah, how it is. No, nah, that, this is because of a plan, you know, a plan to keep black families limited mm -hmm. if you know if you don't want like a lot of black people, you know, in your society, you got to stop it at the source. Right. You can't have people having babies <laughs> right. if you don't want a whole bunch of black people running around, especially if you don't want a whole bunch of successful black people running around. Heavy on you got to heavy on the success. Ding, 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 right. ding. It's heavy on the success. Those things line people up to be successful, mm -hmm. having great foundations. If we could fuck that up from the jump, 
we don't have to worry about that. We can mess up the family. We can have these men go, getting sent to jail, breaking up the family. Mm -hmm. Kids don't have no foundation, no daddy no at structure. home. Mamas don't know how to um, be feminine, be women, because they got to be a man too. Right. That And, you know, we are in a society today where our black women and I love us, okay? Don't get me wrong. They don't do what they got to do. I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-T, okay? All that good stuff. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What Boosie said. But... Come on now, like, why do we have to be so independent? Mm -hmm. Because they took away our men. They made our men, you know, become examples mm -hmm. of toxic, you know, femininity and all of that. Like, they basically just ruined that. And that's why I think, like, when I think overcoming, to be, to choose to be in a black relationship in mm -hmm. 2022 it's just is you are overcoming something you're not going to just say oh you know love is love and i may ruffle a little feathers here but i'm doing this for a purpose mm -hmm. you know when i choose my men i'm not choosing off of just love i'm sorry but i'm not mm -hmm. i want a black family i want little chocolate babies like yes, i'm sorry <laughs> but that's what i want i want my kids to be able to say oh my god like i want that too mm -hmm. you know i don't want my my kids to turn around and then you know want to look for love outside of you know what it is just because of the culture that they're raised in. Right. And I think that may be a little much for a lot of people to hear. But at the end of the day, you got to you got to be real about it. If if we are putting such a big emphasis on mixed relationships and having, you know, interracial relationships, biracial kids, that that's a theme. Mm -hmm. People love to talk about, oh, I don't I don't want dark babies. I I would rather have a baby with a light skinned woman so that, you know, my kids have good hair and they're light skinned and they can just have a better life and all this other stuff. And this is I, I don't see that. Like mm -hmm. that's all a part of the of an agenda. I mean you can call me a conspiracist, whatever, but it's real. This is documented evidence. It's not like I'm pulling this out of like a hat. Mm -hmm. This is real. People really sat down and had plans on how to ruin black people first off ruin a family second of all colorism let's mm -hmm. put them against each other on top of that so we break the family down <laughs> exactly. then break down the friendships like just ruin it all <laughs> just so that's that why i sense. say it's about an overcoming mm -hmm. black love i i choose to want black love i i'm literally saying every time i'm looking for a suitor or anything like that i'm purposely gonna choose somebody of you know uh african-american descent mm -hmm. because i want a black family am i saying that it's wrong for anybody who wants to be in an interracial relationship hell no nah. do your thing baby right, do you you know what I'm saying? do your thing <laughs> but at the end of the day if you do want to make a conscious decision to not go that route because you want to perpetuate something else mm -hmm. in your life and you want to set upon a path to bring a different type of awareness to black love mm -hmm. and things like that, I don't think there's anything wrong with that either. No. So when I say overcoming and victory, that's what I mean. Taking those things that were meant to like really deter us, break us apart, and then building back up on that and building a strong foundation. Um, learning opportunities. 
like I said, this is it's all about what was going on in the past. People don't like to think about that, you know, generational trauma and all that good stuff. But I, I like to think about that. You know, you got to think about it like statistic wise, whatever. In 2018, the National Center for Family and Marriage Research advised that black women were the only group that had a higher divorce rate than marriage rate with nearly 31 divorces per 1000 marriages. Sheesh. That, let's go back. Let's just run that back. Yeah. We are the only group out of everyone that they decided to do an analysis on. Mm -hmm. Asian, white, Native American, Hispanic. We're the only group that had a higher divorce rate. Why? There's so many reasons we could go into. But me, I feel like it's because... We as black women have been so indoctrinated to just want to do it ourselves. We the big man on campus. We the big woman mm -hmm. on campus. We don't need no nigga. We don't need no man. We don't need nobody. We could do it ourselves that, you know, we allow ourselves to lose out. Mm -hmm. Be real. We don't want to be submissive to no man. I mean, we don't want to nobody to tell us what to do. And... You got to, that probably has a lot to do with it. Now, am I saying that you got to submit to no man? Hell no. But <laughs> am I Not saying that it might also be, you know, helping this statistic? Yes, I very much so believe so. I do not think that black women sometimes like to give black men the benefit of the doubt. I think we love to just be like, no, that's a black man. He needs to do this and he needs to be this and he needs to be that. <laughs> Meanwhile, you know, black men have some of the highest rates of mental illness, undiagnosed, untreated, untalked about. And we don't like to, we don't like to, we don't like to have a back sometimes. Now, when it comes to relationships, mm -hmm. now, are we going to ride for our men? Yes. I can definitely say that black women go hard for black men as a whole in mm -hmm. general. But when I feel like it comes to the love aspect, relationships, things like that, mm -hmm. we don't we don't allow ourselves to learn. We don't allow ourselves to be vulnerable enough to learn that, you know, this black man may have come from a whole generation of black men who never was there, mm -hmm. never wanted to be there or didn't know how to be there. And all they saw was their grandmas and their mamas doing everything to keep them good. Yeah, they could went one way and became the perfect man because of that. Or they could have just fallen in line like everybody else and it could have really affected them. So where now they don't know how to have a uh, uh, lasting, trusting, healthy relationships. They don't know how to do it. So I think when you uh, choose to go into a relationship knowing you want to have a black love, you want to be in a black relationship, whatever... It's a chance for you to learn something. It's a chance for you to take a step back and realize that, dang, you know, these these years have been a lot. Yeah. And, you know, for 2022, we just now get into a place where we can accept that we that we don't know nothing. We need to take a moment. We need to understand our mental health, mm -hmm. things like that. These things are just now becoming, you know, a priority to us. So when I think of black love, I think of a learning opportunity. I want to learn about my black men. I want to learn about my black sisters. Yeah. If you like that, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> it go both ways. I mean, whatever you doing, if you want to be in a black relationship, whether that is, 
heterosexual or whatever you identify as, if you are choosing to be with another black person, you have to learn their triggers. You have to learn that their family's history has a lot to do with how they are treating you, how they're acting right now. Are you going to be patient or not? Also, I want to say unlearning a lot of stuff because ding, that's ding, ding, where, ding, ding, ding. like you said, you brought up a fact when you went with the divorce race. And, you know, there's this stigma about black women being these strong, independent black women. And granted, I know I'm a powerhouse by myself, but I would love to, you know, mm-hmm. experience black love with my black husband and, my, you know, our black yeah. family that we choose to create or, or not, you know, but... The the point is, like, it's a lot of stuff that society has told us that we should know that isn't necessarily right. Right. So now we have all this, I would just say, useless information yes. in our head that isn't necessarily correct. And we don't have the facts to back it up. The sure. only thing I know is I'm supposed to be a black woman. I'm supposed to hold my own. But, like you said, like, that's going towards the divorce rate. Because yes. a lot of us don't know how to, like... Okay, my man said we doing this. This is what we doing. What we doing? It's like no, I make my own money. I did it, did it, did it, did it, did it. So I could did it, did it, did it. It's like, honey, dang, like let that man lead. He's trying, he learning. Trying. He he don't. He ain't never seen no positive male figures in his life. Mm-hmm. But he trying, and here you want to go call him stupid. You don't know nothing. You yo your mama should have raised you better. Do you know how many times I've heard that? Honey, your mama should have taught you better. Like, why is you doing that? Like, right. if you know that you can help this man, help him. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, leave him alone. That's another point. Leave him alone. Because you ain't doing nothing but making him even worse for the next one. Mm-hmm. If you ain't about to uplift him, honey, do your own thing. Like, you ruining yourself. You bringing yourself down because of that. You're so, right. yeah, I definitely agree with that. The unlearning. Mm-hmm. Learning opportunity to unlearn. <laughs> that's, <laughs> right. Because it's more, it's more words in the... English dictionary than just, you know, degrading somebody yes. when they do something wrong. And I'm thankful that I have patience. I don't know where I get it from. Probably shout out to my mom because sure. I don't even know how I'd be this patient. But instead of me saying, you know what, you're so stupid, you're so dumb, you just this and the third, like, when are you ever going to get it? You For know, sure. be that person. If you want to be that person, be that person to go ahead and, and, and show them if you can yes. and show them that there's a different way to life. You know what, honey, I understand that you don't know what's going on right now but let me give you this hand that's what a partnership is about literally lifting each other up like you said so if you're gonna be this strong black couple that you guys present to the world then you gotta be able to be that 100 Mm -hmm. when he's at a zero Mm -hmm. and vice versa it can't always be 50 50 i think that's a lot of things too we always want to say no a relationship needs to be 50 50 Mm -mm. That that may not always be. Sometimes when you be 70, 30, sometimes it might need to be 100, 0. I think it's always should be 100, 100 because if we together, I need to be giving you me 100% of the time and vice versa. And, and that's that's true. But if I can't give that 100%. You need to have be able to have that person's back if exactly. you love them and want to grow with them. It's mm-hmm. not Because like what Tina said, what's love got to do with it? Sometimes <laughs> you got to go past love. You do. You got to say, no, I'm committed to mm-hmm. you i want to help you i want to grow with you i want to develop with mm-hmm. you you know what i'm saying i want to take you past your past yeah you know that's, what I'm that's, saying? that's something right there you know what i'm saying <laughs> I, I need to be able to see a future and i want to get us there mm-hmm. can't get us there if i'm not also 
understanding why you are where you're at. Right. You know what I'm saying? I just, I don't know. So, you know, so it may be hard to think, you know, that black people are staying together because of these type of statistics or the, the type of, you know, theories or whatever that, that people put on black people. But you got to even think about it. Studies even show black men have the highest rate of step parenting than any other race. So they be stepping up. They be stepping up. So it's like, yeah, y'all talk about niggas ain't shit, you know, all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. But y'all, y'all fail to forget that a lot of people got baby daddies or, you know, that got stepmamas playing roles. Mm-hmm. Or a lot of people got baby mamas that got a stepdaddy in the picture. Mm-hmm. Don't sound like, you know, black men or black women don't want to be together if you got... Black men having the highest rate of being a step parent. Right. They taking care of other people's kids. Exactly. Because family is important. It's really instilled in us. This mm-hmm. is something that our ancestors wanted. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So I think at the end of the day, it's in our core. And we just got to unlock it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And work hard towards it. If we don't, it is just never going to really truly work. And it's right. never going to be what we think of it as. Like you, you know? said, it's unlocking it and, and, feel, and realizing like, hey, this is what I want for myself. Like, sure. I want to have this black family. Yes. I'm going to do everything I can in my power to ensure that my family is together. Yes. I'm going to do everything I can to step up. Even when I fail sometimes, like, I'm going to acknowledge my part and be accountable in my black relationship. And, you know. We never like to talk about the fact everybody want to say, I want the love like my grandparents. Mm-hmm. Honey, your grandmama was dealing with a lot of shit. Yes, she was. Okay, she was dealing with some stuff that we shouldn't have to deal with. But in her mind, she was like, I, I, I want a black family. Now, mind you, things was different back in the day. You couldn't just leave your husband like you can leave your husband nowadays. But it was that fight. Mm-hmm. It was that no, it's my husband. We took vows. And if, yeah, he might be doing some dumb stuff. Now, I ain't talking about hitting you upside your head and cheating on y'all all day and having secret families, okay? If you need to leave, leave. Right. But I'm talking about they have an argument. The dude don't do something that she like. She ain't about to say, well, I can leave. She's not going to say that. She's going she's gonna to figure it out with him. And mm-hmm. how they figure it out, yeah, it might have not have been healthy, but that's why we got to learn to be healthy mm-hmm. in our ways of figuring things out now. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. That's why I say learning opportunities, overcoming, and victory, you know? Third thing, I said not the standard. Now, yes, I have. I just said it again, you know, not everybody always want to just have a black woman or a black man. It's not the society preference. Mm-hmm. They want something new and flashy and what foreign, quote, quote, exotic, quote, quote. What is that? It's just not this, the norm, right? Mm-hmm. So you telling me that African women aren't exotic. They're not foreign. They're from not America. (laughs) That sounds pretty fucking foreign to me. Like, I don't know. So I don't know. So when I think of black love, I just think of not the standard. Mm -hmm. You you get on social media, you see all the other cultures and how big our black men play them up. Nothing wrong with my Latina sisters. Ain't nothing wrong with my other sisters in color. But... I would never, ever, ever degrade a black man Mm -hmm. simply because I happen to find an Armenian man Mm -hmm. attractive. 
what does that look like? Mm. You know what I'm saying? What is that? So I'm going to give y'all an example. I know you guys like to tussle. (laughs) But, you know, and he's my favorite. Let's talk about it. Chris Brown. All right. Chris Breezy. (laughs) Now, you know, he run it, run it, man. Okay. We've loved this man forever. But we've also heard some really nasty things about how Chris Brown does not like black women. Mm -hmm. He, you know, makes sure that when he goes out to the club, he don't have a lot of black women in his section. Mm -hmm. He wants a lot of exotic looking women, women who look foreign, women who are not of African-American or African descent. Mm -hmm. That's just his preference. Both of his baby mothers are not black. That's fine, but let's think about it. Let's think about it. Let's think about it. Let's just think about it. It's not always something that we have to play into. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? If you're choosing to be with a black woman or a black man because you want black love, you are going against the grain. Okay, in 2022, you are going against the grain. You're going to have a lot of people say, you can have something so much foreign, so much more exotic. Why don't you do that? Because that you don't want to. You got to stand on your ground and you can't allow the societal pressures, you know, put you in a place where you feel like you have to go get something different Mm -hmm. just because that's what society tells you. So I don't know me when I think of black love, I'm thinking of something that ain't the standard. You're not just doing what everybody else is doing. You're doing something that you want to do because you have a passion. You have a reason for it. You're working towards something. So that's something to think about. Like I said, no shade. None of that, no tea. I'm just putting it out there. Like it's it's not a standard today. Well, what about okay? So when you talk about black women being or not exotic, or like you say, um, let's talk about our EG and how we're the only how we're the Honey. only group of women that can do what we do. Everybody came from a black woman. Let's put it out there. Everybody came from Africa. Adam and Eve, definitely Eve. Eve was black. Like, but. They don't like to think about it like mm-hmm. that. They don't like to say that. You know, they don't want to put the whole existence of the of whole world mm-hmm. in the palm of a black woman, mm-hmm. in the womb of a black woman. They That's don't want to do that. Strong. You know what I'm saying? That's just not what they want to do. But at the end of the day, like you said, it's the Eve gene. We all come from a black woman. We just need to be more respectful. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be in, if, all I know is, like I said, if you're pursuing black love, no, honey, you are not going against, you know, you're not going with the grain. You're going against it. You mm-hmm. are not with the with the standards. And you're probably going to get some flack from it, maybe. But at the end of the day, like I said, we're working on something. We're working towards a goal. We're working to perpetuate something new. You know what I'm saying? When you think mm-hmm. of black love, I'm just trying to make something shake. You know what I'm saying? I'm the not black trying. bloodline. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I love it. And lastly, I think of unconditional. All right. Let's put it out there. Let's talk about, we're going to go a little deep, not too deep, but you know, when I think of unconditional, I think of the fact that you got to be able to be there through some hard stuff. Mm-hmm. Now we know that our black men love their mamas, but they, they don't like us sometimes. They really like to talk down on us, degrade us, say some real wild things. Mm-hmm. Now, do the women do the same thing? Yes, but in the eyes of a society... I do feel like black women go harder for their black men than black men go for black women. Mm-hmm. Um, prime example, police brutality. We have Sandra Bland. 
she was murdered and I just don't feel like her news coverage was hard. Like, and the people that were, were pushing it were other black women. Mm -hmm. It was not black men. Now, did, did black men do stuff? Yes. I'm not saying every black man in America just turn their back on us. No. But in a whole, when you're thinking about it, I just did not feel that black men went hard for her. Mm -hmm. Like, let's say... Um, the black women went hard for, let's see, George Ford. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They was out there. That man said he called out to his mama and every mama in America felt that. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? We was out there marching. We was doing that. Like We was going hard because they're all black men. But is the love the same? Is mm -hmm. it when it's, when it's reversed? Like, I don't know if you've ever had an instance of police brutality where you felt like you weren't protected, but... A lot of women don't feel like they're protected. Even Malcolm X said that black women are the least protected person in America. Yeah. Literally. I actually did have an incident with police brutality. Um, I was on my way home from work. This was like 2018. For sure. Um, and I have real bad migraines. So, you know, it was kind of hard for me to get home. But once I did get home, I was coming around a curve and the police came behind me and I pulled into my parents' driveway and he kept asking, like, whose house is this? I'm like, it's my house. Like, he kept saying, give me, like, give me your license. Well, first of all, you have a flashlight shining in my face and I have a migraine. So, I just started crying. Yeah. Like, and my boyfriend I was dating at the time, I'm just like, call my dad. Yeah. So, he calling my dad, calling my dad. My dad is a big guy. Yeah. So, by the time my parents even get outside, I done got handcuffed. This man done searched my car. I'm getting ready to go to jail for what? Um, so after my parents talked to the police officer and whatnot, like he let me, you know, out the cuffs or whatever. I'm going to the house cause I'm heated. Cause yeah. why was I even in cuffs in the first place? Sure. But he was saying it because of my brake light. And I can only think about some of my more vocal friends, yeah. how it could have went in their favor. And this could have been another, you know, Sandra Bland case or, you know, any other case of a black woman not being protected. So sure. it's just, it's not right. I know y'all seen that story not too long ago on social media where that white man just was decking that black lady in the face at the gas station. No one decided to stop this man. No, There were so many other people around in that store. No one decided to do anything. But do you know how many videos I've seen where, prime example, Offset was getting stopped by the police. Y'all seen Cardi came out there hard. What you get off my husband? Exactly. Get, we gonna go hard for ours. Mm -hmm. But it's reciprocated all the time. So when I think of genuine black love, I think of unconditional. Mm -hmm. I think of you laying down your life, she laying down hers. They gonna, we gonna go hard for each other. We're gonna protect each other. Mm -hmm. We're not gonna allow other people to to do you know us harm and things like that so i know that was a lot but overall when i think of black love and does it exist in 2022 i think it can mm -hmm. and i think it does and i think that it's only because people want it there is a yearning for it they don't want to just see the blended families you know they want to see black families mm -hmm. doing well they want to see a lebron and, and a savannah you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying I, that's just when i think of that that's what i want so again overcoming victory a learning opportunity not the standard and unconditional what do y'all think what is black love to you what does it mean do you think like it exists in 2022 purely because you know we have a lot of there's a lot of black love going on but it's sometimes toxic very toxic. Um, now, that might be another conversation. <laughs> Does black love exist in 2022 and is it healthy versus toxic? Let's talk about it. <laughs> Put it in the comments what you want to know. We got to make another episode and see what's up. Right. 
Well, Paris, as always, it's a pleasure to have you here at Gracefully Evolving. And we thank you and we look forward to you coming back on another episode. Well, guys, you heard it here. Like, what is black love? Like, does black love exist in 2022? If it does, comment, you know, let us know. We greatly appreciate you. And we will catch you next time on Gracefully Evolving.